it was something. <laughs> I'm an intercultural strategist, transformation facilitator, and solution-oriented coach. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed through any life transition. I'm going to pick a caption from a book that will be featured in our today's episode and see if you've ever felt this. Is done an emotion? Because I feel that is in my soul. Now, if you're feeling done right now, then you want to check out the rest of this episode with Claire Huxwell because she can help us go from that feeling of absolutely done to living a life where you have your shift together. Claire, welcome to In Transit. Thanks, Sunday, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Claire, you've been with us before where you helped us understand mm -hmm. some of the things you shouldn't say to an expat partner. That was our party foul episode. And now I'm having you back on um, after a huge transformation in your own life. Let me tell people about you before we dive in. Claire Hoxwell is what she calls a professional badass. And that means capital A-S-S, -S, accompanying supportive spouse. For those of you who are not living a globally mobile life, that's another way, a very creative way to talk about those people who are um, joining their partner as you move abroad or living a mobile life to support your family in job transitions. With nearly 14 years of experience, Claire has figured out living life abroad. She has five international moves under her belt, and she's really learned how to embrace all things about living an unbounded and global lifestyle and what it throws at you. What's great about her experience is her life, because of how mobile it's been globally, helps her understand in a really deep way living life in transition. Claire's originally from Michigan and has been at relocating both internationally and domestically for many, many years. Um, Claire is also a certified life coach. She works with those to gain confidence, shift their mindset, and create a fulfilling and intentional life at home and abroad. And she is the author of the book, Badass Abroad, How to Get Your Expat Shift Together. It is relatable, it is funny, and it's part memoir part guidebook on a life-changing journey. And Claire has been so kind to share some of her journey with you today. So Claire, thank you for joining us. Um, how long have we known each other? Uh, we met in 2018 at uh, FIGT, so I think. Yes. Can, yeah. can you tell me a little bit about, give us a glimpse of where your life was at then. Um, I... When I went to FIGT that year, I, I I turned 40 that year and I was in, well, I had turned 40 the year before, but it was in my 40th year. And I was trying to like figure out what do I do now? My kids are getting a bit older. Nobody really needs me here. I, I have all this time on my hands. I'm busy, but I'm not loving anything that I do. Mm -hmm. And I was writing, but I didn't like, I didn't do anything with my writing and I was spending all my time giving all my energy to other people. And when I went to this conference, which is I, it's, it was kind of like a precipice, which is mm -hmm. funny because I think I met you and I was like, whoa, this person's like super bubbly. And I don't know how, I don't know if we knew each other just from mm -hmm. online. Yep. It's a small South world. Expat, yeah. Mm -hmm. Expat life is small world. Um, but I had gotten to this point in my life where I was like, 
what the hell's going on? Like mm-hmm. you, what are you doing with your life here? Because mm-hmm. like everything's going on around you and you're just kind of existing. Wow. I and, can imagine a lot of people can relate to that right now. Right. Yeah. And I think this was obviously pre COVID where mm-hmm. a lot of things are like, now we're like still existing in a, in a different world today. But back mm-hmm. then I was just, I was like, I have to be the perfect mom and I have to be the perfect wife. And I have to be, you know, like I've got to make make sure everything looks perfect on the outside mm-hmm. and I have to help and I have to, well, I didn't need to do all those things. And I was mm-hmm. so busy, um, uh, but I wasn't doing things that I loved anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved parenting and I loved being a, a wife, but I wasn't, nothing was fulfilling me. I had nothing that was my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did because you know felt- that? Like, how do you, you have the language for it now, but how, what were the signs then? Uh, I didn't know it then. Mm-hmm. That, that was really the thing. I, I didn't know it. Um, and uh, I think what happened was is I started trying to figure something out, like something, I use this term in my book a lot. I use the word something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is missing. And I, I don't, and I think I've talked to a lot of expat spouses in my time living abroad, which is a lot of expat spouses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone's got a great life. My life was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, sh- I never complained. I didn't need to complain. I wasn't, I didn't have to complain. I wanted for not, but I, something was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something for me. Mm-hmm. What like it was? It wasn't like I was giving everything I could to everybody else, and that was great. And I was doing a good job. But I said, "Oh, I said always, I can always do more. I can all, you know." And I kept doing this, but I got to the point where it, I was getting really uncomfortable with the idea of whatever the something was, and it, it really like it just it was like a rock in my shoe. Mm. So I was like, I got really uncomfortable in my own skin Mm. and not uncomfortable, like from a physical perspective, Mm -hmm. just, I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. The the clients they've worked with, they, they say, um, I'm happy, but unsatisfied. Correct. That's exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. I was unfulfilled. I didn't know what would fulfill me because (laughs) I didn't know what I liked anymore. I didn't know. And I, and I talk about this in my book a lot because you know, we, I think one of the things I say in the book is like, like someone asked me, what's your favorite meal? I'm like, I don't even know mm-hmm. because I only worry about what everyone else wants to eat. You know, it was, that was where I was at in my world. Yeah. So I got really uncomfortable. And, um, that's when I had reached out to you yeah. was where I was like, I'm, I'm super, I don't know what is happening here. And I, would have been the first person to say like, I will never use a life coach. Who needs a life coach? Life coach. Like I mm-hmm, just didn't mm-hmm. know I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it. And I hesitated for a while, mm-hmm. but it was like, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and knew, I, yeah. I'm doing all the things, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not doing one of the things. And that was taking care of me mm-hmm. or taking care of my needs. Mm-hmm. Right. So what was like the, what name would you give the discomfort that you were feeling? Because obviously you have to be uncomfortable enough to say yes to something that probably seems equally uncomfortable. (laughs) 
Right. Oh, well, yeah, totally. It's like when you like, oh, I'm going to, I'm a skier. Great. Let's put a snowboard on instead. And yep. now throw me down the mountain. It's right. like taking on a new adventure. I would say it's like, um, when a pair of jeans is too, a bit too tight, mm -hmm. you know, it's, mm -hmm. they're not comfortable anymore. Yeah. And usually you could put a pair of jeans on the first day they're really snug, and then they start breaking in and they feel good. It was like the jeans were tight every single day. Yeah. And then it was, okay, I have to, I, I have to go up a size, which isn't a bad thing. Right. Right. Because maybe these jeans have shrunk over time yes. and it's still the yes. same me. Yes. You know, it's not that I'm different mm -hmm. physically or mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, I don't fit in those jeans anymore the way that I used to. Right. And so then it was, okay, if I have to get a different pair of jeans and now these fit differently and that's also uncomfortable because mm -hmm. you're having to get comfortable with the idea of like, I have to size up. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, like it's, and I'm using, that's a really weird metaphor to use, but it would just be like, I have to be comfortable with the change. I have yep. to be okay with changing. And that's, mm -hmm. that's where it was. And it's like, I have to be okay with taking more space in my life. Or I right. have to be okay with saying where I am in my life and where I want to be, there's a gap there and that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, I would assume that it's like when a, you know, a snake sheds its skin, yeah. right? Right. It, it's got to be so uncomfortable the last, I don't know how long it takes for them to do that, but that last bit of growth yep. to break out of that skin, Yep. it can't feel good. No. You know? And it doesn't feel good because that's where I got to the point of like, I'm really unhappy. Mm -hmm. And you're unhappy and your life is perfect, right? That's the, that's the hard part of like, <laughs> yeah. why am I happy, unhappy and my life is perfect? Correct. And, and, and that's because there's something fundamental. And this is something I always try to advocate with, um, you know, in the podcast and other forums of like, we are wired for purpose. Like it is okay to want to have a fulfilling life, right? There's so much in our modern society that pulls us away from connection, that pulls us away from meaning, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to want that. Yeah. And I think that there's a big thing about ungratefulness. Like mm -hmm. people feel that like, well, you should be grateful. I, I'm super grateful. Yes. It doesn't mean I can't be unhappy about something. Right. And I think people view ungratefulness in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Like my gratefulness has nothing to do with how I feel inside. Exactly. Days. Right. Right. So interesting. So we, there's discomfort and you basically gave up one discomfort to start mm -hmm. another one. <laughs> right. Um, do you mind sharing the story about morning sickness that we talked about? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So. If you haven't figured it out yet, Sunday was my coach. Mm -hmm. she, I did the year of transformation with Sunday. And uh, I think I walked, I went into like the first, I don't know, two months of sessions. And I was just like, this is sucks. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to be this, you know, and she, she was like, it's fine. You're going to, it's that like, not fine, but like, yeah. this is normal. Like, it's all part mm -hmm. of the process. And I just like, I was like. Ew, I don't, all I'm doing is getting it all out. And mm -hmm. she's like, yes, that's the part you need to get it all out. And I was like, 
okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going. And mm-hmm. it's honestly like that Sunday uses the morning sickness. Like mm-hmm. you feel sick all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like you did. You, I had this pit in my stomach for a long time. But then I got over this hump and I was like, oh, there's no more pit. Yeah. And the pit is like all the bullshit you tell yourself. Totally. All the old patterns that are not serving you. Right. I'm actually, I actually feel sick in my stomach right now when I'm saying it, because it makes me think about, you have to surface it, right? Otherwise you're not going to get around it. Do you, could you put a word to a few of the things that you expulsed? So I had to let go of what other people thought of me Mm -hmm. because I had these ideas that like, you know, everybody else, like everybody's all else's opinion mattered, which doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to give up the idea of like, nobody died today. Mm-hmm. So I did a good job. Yep. Um, and then I also had to give up, um, that it's okay to, it's okay to say no. Like I really didn't have boundaries anymore. So I would just say yes. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I really didn't listen to my intuition at all anymore. Mm-hmm. So I really had a hard time, like stopping and thinking before I would say yes to something Mm -hmm. because I was so just used to like, Oh sure. Whatever it is that you need, I can take care of it because I'm superwoman and I can. Mm -hmm. And, and what that does is it creates false expectations all around. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so everybody expects that you're going to do that. And their assumptions about you is X, Y, and Z. And yes, you look great, but in the inside, it's like, I don't want to make cupcakes for somebody like I don't want to pick that person's kid up from school I Mm -hmm. don't these are all the things that I don't want to do right but I'm gonna do them anyway Mm -hmm. but why Mm -hmm. I don't need to right so yeah I got really comfortable with like being okay with saying no yep I'm wondering and I'm curious if this is something that you feel too but When I think about my former self, there were versions of me where what you just said was also probably true for me, but I would have never admitted it to myself, let alone other people. Tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, I did. I wouldn't have admitted it to myself until I'd done the work. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like you would live in a, you live with the idea that as if that's not a problem, like as if you're not doing that thing. Well, that's just because that's just the way it is. And, and, and I think that that's probably part of it is that it doesn't just have to be the way it is. You know, can I provide cupcakes? Sure. But they're coming from the grocery store. (laughs) Exactly. You didn't say I have to make them. Right. They just have to be cupcakes. Like, I feel like there's just, we are putting expectations on ourselves Mm -hmm. that are above and beyond what anybody else is putting on themselves. Mm -hmm. So why is it okay for, you know, Susie down the street to provide nothing and I've got to make up for something like it it doesn't. And that's where I think a lot of accompanying spouses, we're trying to compensate for something that because a lot of us leave careers, a lot of us, um, Maybe we're caretakers of our parents or, you know, like a lot of us leave a lot of purposeful things Mm -hmm, when we leave mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to go to another place. 
Um, and I, it, that's not just to say when you leave the first time. Right. If you're like me, where you've left many times, you can, it can, you get used to it. And then, oh crap, now I got to leave again. And all the things that became part of me and more purposeful to me, now I got to go and recreate that. Right. And so I got to overcompensate for all the things I don't have that were filling the something. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the transition. But if you know how to prepare for it, then. You're halfway you don't. There. Yeah, you're halfway there. So I, I really appreciate the transparency that you have about how it was, right? And I think a lot of people can understand that and they relate with that. Um, so we're going through the morning sickness. You're confronting all of the crap, you know, that no one wants to confront. And then what? Um, I think then what it was like, I was able to think big. Like, mm -hmm. what did I want my life to look like? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of us are afraid of doing because we don't really know what we want. Mm -hmm. we because we're so focused. Yeah, we forget. Like, we mm -hmm. get so focused on others. And I and even and I would say that this would have this could happen with somebody that has that's not in my situation or an accompanying spouse. This could be somebody that is work, you know, is a full-time job that mm -hmm. also has kids that doesn't have kids that, you know, it, it could be anybody. Right. If you're not, if you're just doing things because that's what you do, you still have to fulfill you. Right. It, and you have to make the time. It makes me think about, you know, this, this podcast is coming right on the tail of the focus on the four phases of transformation. And we talked about infinite possibilities, how anything is possible and mm -hmm. what, where people get stuck is where they forget how to want. That's exactly what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And that moment of like, wait a minute, what if I open up the door and I imagine, like you said, think big, what could be possible? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you said. You have to think big. But I, what my observation and with my clients, and it even happened, I think, with us is when you do open up that door of what's possible, I believe in you. I see you. Right. And just like with you and your clients, you see lots of possibilities, but they're not ready to see that yet. Is there, can mm -hmm. you think of an example of that in your own journey where, where the doors started to open and it was hard for you to see into what else would be possible? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think there was a point where you and I would talk and you'd be like, well, what if you did this? Or what if you did that? And I'd be like, no, no, no. And then you talked about me becoming a coach. And I was like, hell no, that <laughs> is not where I'm going. I don't want to do that. That's mm -hmm. not me. And mm -hmm. you were like, okay, we're just going to put a pin in that over there. And we're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And it, for me, I was the type of person, and I know um, I, I can think back to the time when we were working together with on this. I always talked about I like helping people. I like getting them through these journeys. I like, you know, helping them figure out how to move forward. And you were just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can see your face, like, five years ago. So... Yeah, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And I remember there was a time where you really, really resisted having your own thing, like your, your own business, right? Like, oh, the word monetize? Yeah, right. 
came up and I was like, ew. Yeah. Why would I want to monetize anything? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That like really, and and that's because I never, like the idea of entrepreneur, like that Um, all, I was like, which still scares the hell out of me today because it's still new. Mm -hmm. That's a journey that I am still going through. But like that, yeah, at that time, I just wasn't ready for it because I couldn't wrap my head around just the first part of that. Yeah. And so this is the, this kind of goes back to the beginning and I'm going to let everybody read your journey in the book to find out more. But what I'm seeing is this pattern we talked about again, back to the podcast where we talked about the four um, phases of transformation. The crumble was like my life. I'm it's good, but not good enough type of thing. I'm looking for Mm -hmm. fulfillment that the crumble, what am I going to do where you finally get uncomfortable enough, right. To do something. Then we go through infinite possibilities where it's like, let me think big. Um, what could it be? And then some resistance around, no, I can't make money doing this. I would never become that, right? That's that limiting mm-hmm. beliefs. Um, and right. then you did the work. And that's, I mean, your journey is captured in the book. And that's when we talk about fight mode, you you did the work, you showed up, um, and now you're getting the fruits of the labor. Um, what advice do you have for people who are seeing themselves and where you were in 2018? Um, I would just, I'm just don't, don't let it slip away because the more time that you waste not taking advantage of this, you know, of the knowing, yep. you know, in your gut, it, whether you want to believe it or not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in your gut, what you're feeling. Yep. And, um, my advice would be if there's one thing that you can do, start listening to yourself more. Mm-hmm. Because that'll give you the bravery to take the steps to find all the things that you, your some things. Yeah. You know, it, give yourself the courage by just listening to yourself. Because I didn't always listen to myself and I let too much time pass. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, we can't get out, we can't get back time. Mm-hmm. So we have to take advantage of it. Dealing with a life coach is not like dealing with a life coach like we think it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is different. And, I, and I'm and i now such a big proponent, obviously, of it. But like, it, it's do, do the work inside, listen to yourself, and then find somebody that gets you. Right. Because if you can find somebody that gets you, it's not, it, it doesn't feel awkward and weird and strange. I mean can't tell you how many times I've ugly cried in front of Sunday <laughs> that if you're not ugly crying, laugh. you're not doing it right. 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 Unless it, like you ugly cry and then you're laughing and then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is good. So like, mm-hmm. I, I just give yourself the courage to do it mm-hmm. because you're really, I mean, it, it's all about you're worth it. I mean, you really are. Well, I so. want to, I want to take a little sidestep here. We talked about mm-hmm. this before we got on the call about this idea of life coach. And what's so funny is most people that, First of all, we need to define what a coach is um, because there's a lot of sort of like creepy energy that's attached to some coaching schools or some processes or methods or people who have no training. So I just want to define coaching for a second for people who are listening. Um, One, coaching, the purpose of coaching, if you look at the International Coaching Federation, um, we coaching is where you assume your client is the expert of their life. 
and the coach has methodology to help the client find their own answers, right? And so the coach is an expert in the methodology to help that person get out of their own head, right? Or to see what's possible, but it's all through that collaboration. So those, it's that collaboration together where it makes it happen. I think that's important. Coaching is not therapy. It's not counseling. It's also a caveat. I think it's important to say, and that coaching is focused on now and the future, who you're becoming. It's not something that digs way back into the past and helps you find out why. Um, There are people in the industry that kind of ruin it because they don't have qualifications or they're not delivering results, et cetera, et cetera. So I just think it's important to just say that out loud. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other thing I want to say about this is I had a situation recently where I, um, I reached out to one of my mentors and I said, Hey, are you accepting, um, clients right now? Because I have something I'd like to bring to you in coaching. And they're like, you, that topic in coaching. And I was, and I was surprised by the response because they, they were the, the compliment was Sunday. You're so good at what you do. Why would you need coaching in that? And Mm -hmm. my answer was, I am so good at what I do because I engage in these kind of processes so that I don't stay stuck because I'm also human and I also get stuck in my stuff. And it's like, for me, I need, this is how I operate. I need a sparring partner. I need um, someone to call me my bullshit. I need someone to remind me who I am, right? I also need those things. Um, and that's, I just want to say that for people who don't know what that is and um, what that process is, you get a taste of it in your book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like that was an important side comment because what you did, I thought was so important is you, you tried to do it on your own and mm-hmm. then you noticed you've kind of exhausted all of your creative resources and you wanted to make progress. So it was at that point where you said, Hey, maybe I shouldn't do this alone. Yeah. And there's no shame in asking for help. Right. I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people right now face is they're afraid of asking for help. Right. It's asking for help. It isn't a sign of weakness. It's just like, it makes me better at what I do because now I can, now I can do things that I couldn't do before. Yep. I didn't have the tools to do those before. Yep. Absolutely. and it builds the confidence and it like, it's all about how do we get better yep. together versus like, why do I have to struggle on my own? Right. That idea just drives me crazy. Oh, I, I I'm okay. I, I got it. I got it. I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. Well, if I just help you carry it for a little bit here, wouldn't it be easier mm-hmm. and we get to the next step and then let's see where you go. Oh, and I've been that person. I, I remember being pregnant and I'd have like two loads of lawn, you know, d- groceries on my hips, huge belly, opening the door with the key, you know, and my husband's like, do you need help? I'm like, no, I got this. I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm I, sure there are people who are listening who've been there, right? hundred <laughs> percent. So there was something I wanted to follow up with that. Um, you got you and you didn't ask for help. It's like you asked for a sparring partner so you could do better. And this is when when clients um, say to me, thank you for my support. I'm like, you're the one who did the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the individual who is bringing their crap <laughs> and, and things that are hard. They're the one doing the hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important that this is like a, this is a team effort and the one who's 
bringing their topic to the session as the one who's doing all the hard work. Yeah. And I, I always, one of the things that I've noticed working with clients is like, you know, especially in the beginning of coaching, they're like, I just need someone to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're, we're going to talk it out, but mm-hmm. this is going to, you know, remarkably, this is going to come from within. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to dig it out of you. <laughs> it it might take a while, yep. but it's, it's, it's not, I, I don't have the answer because my answer, mm-hmm. and this is something that I've, um, and I think that this was one of the reasons why Sunday told me, you know, like early, like, you should become a coach and uh, all these things that we did. And when I toyed with writing a book, I was like, who the hell wants to listen to what I have to say? But then I was like, the way that I wrote my book was, this is what I did. This was my journey. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I tell you all the things. Uh, They might not work for you. Mm -hmm but this is what worked for me. And I'm very, um, I'm upfront about that with when I do speaking engagements or if I um, work with clients or, you know, when I talk about the book, I, I'm not, I don't have a doctorate. I, I'm not, this is from what I know mm-hmm. of myself. This is, this is my journey. Yeah. And if you and can it, go through that journey, other people can go through their own version of it, right? Like right. whatever that means for them. Yeah. And some of the things might work for you. Right. But that doesn't mean everything's going to work for you. Right. It's not a Bible. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the encyclopedia of, you know, self-development. So I'm curious, like when we think about this, um, when you think about the, your journey and the ups and downs, what are you most proud of? That it didn't give up. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, I don't know if you'll remember this, but I remember coming to a session and having really negative energy, just didn't want to be there. I, I think I had like moved mm-hmm. and was like in the middle of it and just like the socks. I, I like moved back to Switzerland. I miss South Africa, like mm-hmm. the whole and I remember sitting there and every time I get, I think about it, I get mad at myself because I wasted, I all, it was like, I was giving up on the process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I remember you called me out at the end of the session. Mm-hmm. You were like, I don't know what's going on with you, but mm-hmm. this is not mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from that and it was like, I was almost just like, I'm done with this. I'm, I can, you know, I don't need this anymore. I can, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it was when I needed it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that I never gave up on it because it is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it it doesn't mean that it's going to take six months and it's going to be over. Right. Um, and I think that that's another thing, too, is that I still love when I can call someone and say, you know, I just need to have someone hold some space for me for a little while so I can get this out. And I know the right people to call, you know, like I can call the right person and go, this mm-hmm. person's going to call me on my BS. This person's going to just be really consider, you know, empathetic to the situation. 
I know who to call, but it it doesn't end just because you do it and you go yep. through a year or six months or whatever. It, it's a continual process. That was what I was trying to come back to before is that <sighs> I was just having a conversation with a client about this right before we hopped on the call. I worked with a client for a year and she did some amazing, amazing work. And then we reconnected a year or two later and life like kicked her in the teeth. And she said, Sunday, I'm so glad we worked together when we did, because at first I was under the impression that life would get easier because of what we were doing. But then I realized that life doesn't get easier. I just have more tools. Mm -hmm. And that honestly, I think was also my naive idea way back when, when I first started, I thought that we would like solve things and then they would go away, <laughs> right? Like you dissolve a thought and it never comes back or you identify a pattern and then it's gone. And, and, um, but it's not that it's about when things get hard or when you get up against yourself or against things that are hard external to you, you just develop different strategies, different tools, different resilience, different ways of looking at it. And that isn't sexy marketing, right? We want quick fixes. We want instant and then gone forever. And I don't believe in that. I don't think life is that simple, right? I think our lives are more complex than that. And so that's, that's just where I'm at. And you're right. You just have, you just can show up to hard things in new ways. Right. And I think, you know, hard things aren't going to go away. Just because you get through something, something else is going to come. Yep. Like a global um, pandemic, like a war, like aging right. parents. Like, I mean, there are a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> uh, yeah. All of those things. Right. All at the same time. All of them at the same time. And I think that there's like, there's like this uh, moment that, of clarity sometimes that you're like, oh, wait, I remember, you know, you, you, how did I deal with this? It's not the same situation, but how did I deal with this? It's almost like, what would Sunday tell me mm -hmm, to do? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, not that you tell, but you no. know, like, how would, how would we have that conversation? Yep. And we, you have to do the hard work mm -hmm. and, and you have it and they're in you. And now you can, you can do the harder things. Yep. Like those things were hard and now there's harder things. Yep. But, but they're stronger. not as hard to get through because you've got, you know. You've done the muscle building, so to speak, to lift those right. hard things. So yeah. do you mind if we flash forward? I, I am going to um, leave the rest of your journey for them to read about in your book. Mm -hmm. It's actually really funny. I got in trouble on the airplane because I was laughing out loud um, while I was reading it. But let people read it. It's fun. It's light. What I love about this is what I saw in you is I saw a fresh, direct way of speaking about reality of globally mobile lives in ways that weren't being talked about and needed to be talked about that demystified or it um, it it spoke a, a truer truth, so to speak, right? Um, mm -hmm. So check it out. It's really, really beautiful. Um, but I will fast forward. That was, this book talks about your journey, but you've been on such another journey since then, right? You just keep mm -hmm. going, keep changing. Can you um, catch people up? Tell us a little bit about what kind of transitions you're feeling right now and what, what form of transformation is happening in your own life right now. So 
I, there's a few different things right now. Um, if I look at my life as a global, uh, a globally mobile person, I've become a stayer in my world. Mm -hmm. So I'm now kind of like, I haven't, I'm not just packing up. I'm usually that three-year person I'm going on. I'm on year four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm probably not going anywhere anytime soon. So like, there's a little bit of like, that's different. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that transition of like, they're leave. They're, everyone's leaving me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or everybody knows that they're leaving in this certain time. And I'm like, but we're not. Yeah. So that's part of it. Um, and there's things that you can do to help that. Yeah. Um, solopreneurship. Yeah. It's like, that's a total shit show sometimes because I don't know what I like. I've, I've always worked for a corporation. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. when I worked outside of the home, I worked for a corporation. I walked in, they gave me a badge. They gave me a computer. Mm -hmm. Here's your software program. Learn it. Like right. I, it was totally different. Now I'm kind of like, what do I do today? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. I, so that's part of like, I'm learning mm -hmm. that I'm parenting teens. Yeah. Yep. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. I'm preparing to be an empty nester soon. Well, not really soon. I still like one will leave. It's gonna be but, so like, fast. I've got to get, yep. but I've got to get ready for that one to leave. Yep. There's potential for me to be on different continent from that person. Mm -hmm. That's only 18 years old and still needs their mom sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and I have aging parents. So mm -hmm. I am going through that transition of like taking more, I don't know if it's a responsibility level, but there's, mm -hmm. you know, like just mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah. So like, there's a lot of just different moving parts mm -hmm. that are going on at the same time. Yeah. Kind of sounds like it. <laughs> so what is, what is, you know, we talk about ambitious transformation and transition. What is your definition of ambitious right now? What is ambitious for you? Um, I think because I'm in um, like an uncomfortable growth stage, like in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. I'm in the uncomfortable growth stage. If you look like at the hero's journey or mm -hmm. whatever, it's like the uncomfortable growth stage. I can just continually have to show up. Mm -hmm. It's just showing up as me. And if those who know me, if you read my book, if you follow me on social media, know me personally, you get what you get. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really a no fluff person. Yeah. And so if I, I, if I know that I'm staying true to that, then, and, and showing up and being there for all the people that I need to be, but showing up continually for myself mm -hmm. so that I can give them yes. all the things that yep. they need. Yeah. That's, that's ambitious for me, mm -hmm. I, but I have to come first. Yep. And that's why I think it's ambitious because everyone's like, who the hell puts themselves first? And it's a complete reversal from your former pattern of what you started talking about in the beginning of this episode, right? Meeting everybody's right. needs, ignoring yours, people pleasing. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today because I think, one, you're so generous in sharing the real story, right? I think some people it's a chapter in your book, I'm fine, right? And I always say, when people say they're fine, I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> 
because I work with too many people to know how real lives are actually, right? Um, well, of course, we're not always unfine. There's some area of our life that we're being human in and could use a little mm-hmm. bit of TLC for. Your journey, I think, is so awesome in terms of where you've got, come from and then also the transparency about the journey. I appreciate that so much. Um, I've been able to watch you go from that space to actually supporting people in that space, right? So if you follow my work, you know that Claire is part of the Global Coach Coalition. So she went from that whole personal journey. And that's what I love about what you've done. You've done the real work, right? You're not just, mm-hmm. it's not academic. It's not just like in your head, you memorize a few things. It's that you've, you embody it. Mm-hmm. right? You've done the hard work. So anything, when you work with others, you get it right in your bones. Right. And I think that's really mm-hmm. important. Um, and yeah, I think it's cool. So shameless plug for Claire, if you are looking for support, um, she's also a member of the global coach coalition and, um, is a facilitator of adapt and succeed. She also does things on confidence. Um, so if you want someone by your side, I, that you didn't let me, you didn't give me permission, but I hope that's okay. I'm saying that I'm shamelessly plugging you right now. Um, so Claire is awesome. Or just check out her book. Um, anything else that you want to leave people with? Um, when we look at getting your shift together, right? It's about these shifts that you make in your life. Mm-hmm. Any sort of last words of wisdom for people? Just don't be afraid to take you know, we talked about opening the door. Yeah. Don't be afraid to open the door because mm-hmm. you don't know what's ahead of you. That's right. That's right. You got to be brave. Just take the brave stuff to open the door. Mm-hmm. Don't have to walk through it today. Yep. But now you can see that there's other things out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the first step mm-hmm. to getting your shift together. Yeah. So good. That's so perfect. And now you see why I wanted to have Claire on right after my um, series on transformation. We talked about the crumble, infinite possibilities, fight mode, and uh, triumph and transition. You can see Claire's journey, each one of those phases she's been through. So check those episodes out if you haven't. Check out her book. And of course, if you want to be someone who supports others, check out Global Coach Coalition. So Claire, thank you so much for being here. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. My face hurts from smiling, which is always a good sign. Um, All right. I will leave you all with the words of Joseph Campbell. We must be willing to let go of the life we planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.